and if you're buying the 12 pro you can spend about 10,000 bucks more and get something that is much better in terms of camera and yes the pro max actually has a much better camera again on paper the specs may not really look different but in practice it does make a difference for example the pro max has something called sensor shift ois which really is something similar to in-body stabilization that you see in mirrorless cameras what it basically does is it moves the whole image sensor on an axis and that helps in dealing with vibrations and handshakes things like that it also has a larger primary sensor which means that it will perform better overall in low light so something like all iPhones now have night mode and that's a big deal but the night mode is required the least when it comes to the Pro Max and that's because of this big sensor it also uses lidar for focusing on low light and even when the Pro Max does use night mode it will do it with shorter exposure times as a result you probably will have a better shot at moving subject you probably will have a better time shooting moving subjects, shooting in bars, shooting when you know friends are out partying, shooting candidates in low light. That might work out better with the Pro Max. Having said that, like I said, these are meant for Pro users. And for Pro users, movie makers and all, these features do make a difference. For example, the Pro Max has a longer zoom, which means that you can capture subjects from a slightly farther away. Now that is something that Pro users might care about. It does produce more noise than the Pro, but again, noise is something that can be dealt with in, in post-processing. Some creators actually prefer to have some noise because they can really be creative with how it looks in post-processing. Also, fact that, you know, things like HDR, video shooting, Dolby Vision video shooting, those things are there, will matter to creators. For regular people, when I said HDR and Dolby Vision, if you didn't just perk up and go, hey, Dolby Vision, then it really does not matter to you. Now, that's pretty much it about the new iPhones. So what it basically comes down to is that from a camera perspective, if all you do is take photos and let's say post them on social media and just share with friends, then pretty much any of the 12 series will work for you you don't really need to go for the pros and apple probably knows that as well the pro and pro max are aimed at creators and yes the pro max is the one that most creators should get and probably will get what it comes down to is that in india if you really want a 12 series the 12 and 12 mini are more cost effective and even more importantly the upgrade so to speak from an 11 or 11 Pro is not as huge as you would want it to be. So if you have an 11 or 11 Pro series, then you probably should hold on to it. Yes, the Pro Max has a much better camera, but I wouldn't say it's worth spending yet another lakh in a year's time again. So as analysts say, everybody expects the iPhone 11 to be the one that sells this year and it probably will because it's much cheaper now as well. But Apple has done pretty well with the 12 series and it's good to see what they're going for in future. I said in the earlier episode about the iPhone 12s that Apple probably wants to get rid of ports which is why it has this new MagSafe wireless charging thing 
and yes it does matter that apple is not giving a charging adapter but to be honest if you are buying a new iphone this will probably matter to you for any iphone user you already have an adapter so it probably won't matter to you as much and i'm guessing apple also did the same math when it decided to make this change so all in all yes the iphone 12s are excellent devices and this new design which is actually a take on the old iphone 5s design it also works better because all the iphones are much more suited to single hand usage now of course not the pro max the pro max is just huge if you're buying the pro max just remember that you're buying a huge phone it is not meant for single handed usage at all and that's it that's that's all there is to know about the iphones if you have more questions please feel free to write to me and i will make sure that i answer them as well but while we're on the subject of apple they did something this week which i think is even more important than the iphones apple announced that they'll be reducing their app store commissions from 30% to 15% now this is huge because big companies like spotify epic games match group that's a company that owns tinder they have antitrust cases going on in global markets against apple on this exact issue many developers worldwide have come and said that this is affecting their revenues and they can't really do effective business because of this but what apple has said right now is kind of important Apple says that if a developer earns up to 1 million dollars then they will qualify for the reduced commission. Sure, that's a good thing because small developers who earn, you know, say less than a million dollars for them 30% is a huge commission and it will matter to them. But the guys who are actually going after Apple on this, Epic Games, Spotify, they actually make much more than a million dollar from subscriptions and in-app purchases every year. So for them the 30% commission remains and it doesn't really change much for them now i'm not here to play favorite so i'm not going to say whether this should be done or should be done in there, there is a school of thought with, that will say that epic games and spotify should be able to pay the commissions and it doesn't really affect their business but that's something that courts should decide but if you remember a few weeks back i told you that startups in india and startups like paytm and all were really going after google on app store commissions so google also charges 30% on app store commissions and what apple has essentially done is it has set a precedent saying that yes these commissions can be brought down and this could be used by courts this could be used by governments as a way to even force google to bring down commissions In fact honestly if you ask me there's no way Google will not bring down commissions now but of course we'll have to wait and find out and see what happens in future at the moment while Google hasn't really reacted to what Apple has done yet Google had said before that about 3% of developers worldwide are affected by its play billing policy and 3% though not a big number could be a lot of developers worldwide as well To be fair, App Store users spend much more money than Play Store users, but uh, Google has also said that consumer spends on Google Play, especially in India, have been growing over the past year or so. We'll have to wait and find out how all this pans out. But in the meanwhile, Apple making this change 
could actually be a big thing for tech because Google probably will bring it down even if it is just to intercept, you know, upcoming antitrust regulations. And I'm going to do a one more thing before we log off for the week. Remember Twitter's version of Instagram stories? Yeah, they call them fleets. And while they've been in India for months now, Twitter is making them available globally. So fleets became available globally this week. What does that mean for us? Absolutely nothing. It doesn't change our lives at all. While Twitter wants to say that this is a more private way of communicating on Twitter and so on and so forth. Honestly, I don't see Twitter as a private platform. Is Twitter even meant to be a private platform? Don't don't we go there to sort of tweet to the world and not, you know, keep things private? The, the, the thing with fleets is that, yes, your fleet is public, but whoever responds to it is going to respond privately. And you can have a conversation privately. They're also trying something called Spaces, which is sort of a private chat room that you can create on Twitter. But all of this really doesn't seem like much. I mean, Twitter doesn't seem to listen to people. There are lots of things that people have been asking for. But Twitter comes and says, here's fleets, here's voice tweets. And I don't know who really asked for that. In fact, I asked Twitter about the retweet thing, which they did with elections the US elections that is, they turned off retweets for the entire world and somehow and honestly that does make sense. The US elections can be affected by the entire world and they do affect the entire world. But the question remains, will Twitter do this for everybody, for every elections, every upcoming elections? And if they don't, doesn't that really mean that they don't care about that country? And I asked Twitter this and all they told me is that it's too early to say that. I'm not sure how it is too early. I'm not sure what the difficulty in making this decision is. But yeah, that's what Twitter says. And they have put out data like, you know, removing retweets, promoting quote tweets instead of retweets has increased the number of quote tweets, which is like, of course, you're not letting anybody retweet. So every retweet is now a quote tweet. So, of course, the number has gone up. And to be fair, I at least did see a lot of misinformation on Twitter, even during the US elections. So, I'm not sure how well it fared. But Twitter seems to think that, you know, fleets is what people need. And sure, go ahead, fleet people. I personally don't think it goes with Twitter's product. But if you like it, of course, up to you. So that's it for today. I shall be back this very week with another segment where I take on some misconceptions about technology. Until then, tell me what you want me to cover. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. It's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. Or you can write to me at podcastsatinthesuntimes.com. Talk to you next time. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.